0: Good evening. Our top story tonight, the 2022 NFL Draft. I was thinking just, you know, we got a lot of starters out of that first round. We got a lot of impact players, and I did not realize just how impactful the 2022 NFL Draft was already. This already looks like an all-star draft, and we're going to break it down on player profiler today. Toronto Dave on the show as always always a pleasure when you can tune in live always better when the audience can tune in live and you all can interact ask some questions feel free to ask but in the meantime we are reviewing the 2022 NFL draft and really when you look back the first and the third pick are two of the worst and other than that this draft is just filled With perfect pick after perfect pick, the Jaguars made a mistake at the first overall pick. It should have been Kayvon Thibodeau. It should have been Aiden Hutchinson. You could have picked your poison between those two. Everyone knew at the time that Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson were the two best. But all of a sudden. Trayvon Walker starts creeping up the board. His betting odds get better and better and better and better until it is clear that Trayvon Walker will be the first overall pick. And Aiden Hutchinson even references this, saying that, yeah, I thought I was going to the Jaguars first overall until about a week or two before the draft. They were in. They told me they were taking me. And then they got cold. They ghosted me. Jaguars make a mistake. They still get Trayvon Walker, who was good against the run last year. Should be an impact player. Sounds as though he's going to be kicking inside more on passing downs as well. Rushing from the three tech, something he did at Georgia. Most athletic edge rusher in the class. But when you get two other stud athletes in Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, both in the 90th percentile of edge defender athletes, When you get those two who actually have the production and the athleticism, well, the Jaguars just made a mistake with Trayvon Walker. But Lions knocked it out of the park at two. Could have been Kayvon Thibodeau. But when your choices are freak athlete with the production or freak athlete with the production who went to school just down the road, you understand why the Lions make that pick. It has absolutely worked out. It has changed the culture entirely for the Detroit Lions. They are thrilled that they took Aiden Hutchinson and they will be for years and years and years to come. But the third overall pick is when things start to get dicey once again because there are two different directions that the Texans could have gone and it would have been successful. The Texans. We're not taking an offensive lineman this high because the offensive linemen going this high are both tackles. They've got left tackle Laramie Tunstall, who they were always going to extend. They've got right tackle Titus Howard. So you understand why they didn't take an offensive lineman. Evan Neal would have been a great pick, but they waited, took Kenyon Green instead. So that was off the table. That would have been another correct decision. Instead, the Texans pass on Kayvon Thibodeau the best prospect in the class. They pass on Sauce Gardner, the best corner in the class, and instead they draft Derek Stingley. Two correct options for the Houston Texans given the need on defense. They made neither of them. They take Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley, make no mistake, he should have been a top 10 pick, but he should not have been cornerback one. This was universally agreed upon. Apparently, there were about Two or three NFL teams that had Derek Stingley ahead of Sauce Gardner. The Texans just happened to be one of those teams. Made a mistake. Should have picked Sauce if they were that desperate for a corner. Could have taken Thibodeau and it would have been just as fine. But Derek Stingley will have a chance to rebound in 2023 to save that draft capital. And we will continue to talk about that more after this word. From the Podfather.
1: Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 Draft Kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team and you get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights that give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features, I mean. Individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you can take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioners section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league. Do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, (laughs) it is the best. PlayerProfiler.com slash draft kit. PlayerProfiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it.
0: The draft kit is truly amazing. It is absolutely perfect. Go get it. If you want the all-in package, use promo code JACK. When you sign up, save $10 and happy to have the Harry snowman in the chat show is always so much better when the Harry snowman can tune in live, but continuing with the 2022 NFL draft, the perfect pick at four sauce Gardner to the jets absolutely changed the defense sauce Gardner top five cornerback in the NFL from day one giants also knocked it out of the park at five. Kayvon Thibodeau could have gone first overall. He could have gone second overall, third overall, fourth overall. Every one of those picks would have been the correct decision. Kayvon Thibodeau is that dude. Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be a star. He is going to be both on the field and off the field. He is an eloquent speaker. He is interesting. He is fascinating to listen to and he is also a damn stud a baller on the field pretty much single handedly beat the commanders for the giants absolutely the correct pick and the giants knew okay well we pick at five none of the offensive linemen have gone off the board there were three offensive tackles that you knew were plug and play start from day one and the giants at five had all three on the board they were clearly comfortable waiting and seeing okay we're either going to get Ikea Aquanu, We're going to get Evan Neal, or we're going to get Charles cross. We're going to get one of those guys <laughs> team picking at six. They can only take one of those players. Panthers take Ikea Aquanu. looks like a correct decision. Looks like the franchise left tackle that he was drafted to be kicked left tackle. Brady kissed Christensen inside to left guard upgraded that position as well. Great job by the Carolina Panthers and even better job by the New York Giants drafting Evan Neal. Evan Neal could have gone first overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars and it would have been fine. They already had their book end tackles in Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor, but Jawan Taylor walked so they could have just as easily drafted Evan Neal, started him at guard, kicked them out to right tackle this year. Instead, Jaguars draft Anton Harrison much later. So it all worked out, but... Evan Neal at seven, an absolute steal for the Giants could have been the first player off the board. And then at eight at eight, the Atlanta Falcons take Drake London, which I am fine with Garrett Wilson. Looks like he would have been the optimal decision. Could have taken Chris Olave instead could have taken Charles cross as an offensive lineman, the successor to Jake Matthews, or could have stopped you from overpaying Caleb McGarry in free agency. But either way, I'm still fine with the Falcons taking Drake London. This was just such a good wide receiver class with Drake London, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Don't think you can go wrong. Through one year, Garrett Wilson looks like he is far and away the best, but that could change. Seahawks knocked it out of the park. Franchise left tackle in Charles Cross. Drafted the franchise right tackle in Abraham Lucas in the third round. Seahawks just crushed this draft like they crushed the 2023 NFL draft at 10. Garrett Wilson of the Jets home run pick absolutely knocked it out of the park. Did not realize how much of an impact that Garrett Wilson would make from year one. We all thought, Hey, Elijah Moore is probably going to be the wide receiver one this year. And Garrett Wilson, you know, going to take some time to adjust. Nope. Garrett Wilson is just a stud from day one as is you hate me happy to have you on the show my friend show is always better when you can tune in what is up is we're just talking about this 2022 nfl draft and just how good it is because after garrett wilson it was chris alave to the new orleans saints now i will say chris alave 11th overall pick absolutely deserves to be drafted there can't complain about the talent you are getting Chris Olave with the 11th overall pick. However, the Saints were arrogant enough to believe that they were just a receiver away. No, the New Orleans Saints were a team that needed to rebuild, a team that needed to just beef up on the lines, in the trenches, just build a new team, and they did not. Instead, they draft Garrett Wilson. Or sorry, they draft Chris Olave. Great player not knocking the player at all i am knocking the strategy for the new orleans saints but we'll get to that more later still they had taken jordan davis instead <laughs> they lost all their defensive tackles and free agency so that could have helped just a little bit draft Kenyon green who went to the texans saints could have made some better decisions the lions trade up take Jamison williams was this a good decision so far it's looking like no jameson williams obviously missed pretty much the entirety of his rookie year, but we knew that was going to happen. But Jameson Williams then gets suspended for six games, which just an unfortunate mistake. He has owned up to his mistake, placing a bet from either the Lions locker room, from the hotel, wherever placed a bet. He shouldn't have Jameson Williams is suspended, but it could all be all right. Jameson Williams at 12 Could look like a correct decision, but they would have been able to take Christian Watson at the 32nd overall pick. They also would have kept their pick at, I think it was the 35th or 36th overall pick. That would have been so much better than trading up for Jameson Williams, but that could be wrong. It could have been a right decision. Seth, happy to have you tuning into the show on a Sunday. Always appreciate you, my friend. You have been crushing it behind the scenes and on air as well. That's the thing about Seth talented on air, even more talented behind the scenes. The amount of work that he does. It is incredible. Continuing with this draft though, Jordan Davis at 13, the Eagles traded up ahead of the Baltimore Ravens. This was absolutely the correct decision. Jordan Davis is a monster. Now, He didn't make the impact in his rookie year that we hoped. He suffered a high ankle sprain, missed a bunch of time. Dominic and Sue get signed. Linval Joseph gets signed. But Jordan Davis is expected to make a big impact this year. And drafting Jordan Davis gave the Eagles the confidence to be able to draft Jalen Carter, the best player in college football, the best player in the draft, knowing that they've got his big brother, Jordan Davis, keep him clean, keep him Out of trouble off the field. Jordan Davis to the Eagles. That was a home run. Ravens select Kyle Hamilton. That was perfect as well. Kyle Hamilton was position agnostically worthy of a top 10 pick. Kyle Hamilton was not a top 10 pick because he plays safety and safeties are not worth a top 10 pick, but Getting him at 14, great for the Baltimore Ravens. They ended up trading away Chuck Clark to the Jets. Unfortunately, Clark tore his ACL. But great decision by the Baltimore Ravens. Kyle Hamilton, absolutely a worthy pick at 14. Kenyon Green to the Texans. That was another perfect pick. Drafting an offensive lineman to build around who ultimately becomes C.J. Stroud. But great pick by the Houston Texans. Commanders at 16. Don't love this one completely. Jahan Dotson to the Commanders. Now, at first, we were thinking, Jahan Dotson first round? Jahan Dotson 16th? That's a mistake. Well, based on his play, kind of looks like maybe Jahan Dotson was worthy of that pick. But wide receiver is a luxury position. Wide receiver is something you draft when you are just a piece or two away. No, the Commanders should have gone offensive line. They had a terrible offensive line last year. We knew this going into the season that Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner and Charles Leno and whoever the right tackle was should not. Oh, the right tackle kicked inside the right guard. Sam Cosme. We had hopes for him. But anyways, should have taken an offensive lineman. Zion Johnson, who went with the next pick to the Chargers, which was perfect. Absolutely perfect pick. Tyler Smith, who goes to the Dallas Cowboys later in the draft. Either of those guys go to the commanders and that is a much better pick. But Jahan Dotson worthy of going 16th overall. Expect a big season from Jahan Dotson. Zion Johnson, I already mentioned, perfect pick by the Chargers. Draft a right guard that will be a starter from day one. And he was. Now the Chargers offensive line wasn't the best last year. They lost their left tackle. Their right tackle was kind of an issue. But... Chargers will take a step forward. Zion Johnson will take another step forward. This is going to be a good team. Traylon Burks at 18. Again, Titans. Luxury pick. The Titans needed a wide receiver. Very clearly, they traded away A.J. Brown to get this pick. But, I don't know about that. I don't know if it ended up being the correct decision, giving the Titans as they stand today. Does Traylon Burks really make the team that much better or would it have been better to draft a Tyler Smith, a Trevor Penning, a Tyler Linderbaum who went to the Baltimore Ravens? Off Most times when you are a team that is not there, and the Titans thought they were. The Titans thought, oh, well, we'll just trade out A.J. Brown. We're still going to be a good team. This machine is just going to keep on churning. But that was hubris. That was overconfidence by the Tennessee Titans. That was a mistake. And they got bit for it. Traylon Burks to the Tennessee Titans. He deserved to go 18th overall. Titans just could have used a different position, a more impactful position, a long-term position. And the Saints, the Saints at 19, don't get me wrong. Drafting left tackle in the first round, great decision. But it was the cost. It was the cost to get Trevor Penning that was the mistake. Cuz the Saints trade up to draft Trevor Penning thinking, "Oh, well we'll get our left tackle of the future. You know, we're still we're still a competitive team. We just need a left tackle. We need a wide receiver and plug and play and we are good to go." But if you wanted a plug and play left tackle, probably shouldn't have taken the guy out of Northern Iowa, right? I mean, Trevor Penning, everyone knew that he was not ready from day 1 that he had a lot of technical issues that he needed refining. That he would have to learn to play in the NFL to avoid penalties, something that we saw him get a lot in college, something that got happened a lot at the Senior Bowl. Trevor Penning, the Saints trading up for Trevor Penning, it was a mistake when it happened because the Saints were not a left tackle away, and it's even a bigger mistake now because it cost the Saints the tenth overall pick, which the Eagles traded up one spot to draft Jalen Carter. But this was just a mistake by the New Orleans Saints. What wasn't a mistake was Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers. I thought it should have been Malik Willis. I was big on Malik Willis last offseason. Still, I shouldn't say that. I really don't have any hope. I think that Will Levis is better than Malik Willis. Will Levis should be the starting quarterback for the Titans because Ryan Tannehill should be moved so that they can tank. But regardless, Kenny Pickett was the correct decision for the Pittsburgh Steelers day one starter. Well, no, he wasn't the day one starter. Started in week three after Mitch Trubisky and Deontay Johnson got in an argument. But Kenny Pickett looks like a perfect pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially when you compare the other quarterbacks in this or in that class. Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis, whoever else. Good evening, Mlad. Happy to have you on the show here tonight. It is not a new camera. It is the same camera that I have used in the past. This is great. This is a great monologue on the state. Oh, appreciate you, Harry Snowman. Figured, I I, I don't even know what I figured. I just, I saw something about, I can't even remember which player it was. Maybe it was a couple of them, but he's like, you know, why don't we talk about, oh, actually, I remember what I saw. I saw, it was a different draft class. It was a redraft. You know how people do those articles, redrafting the whatever first round of the draft. I'm not redrafting here. I'm just here to admire it because this was a great draft. I mean. Trent McDuffie, Trent McDuffie to the Kansas city chiefs. They don't win a super bowl without Trent McDuffie. You know, maybe if they draft a different corner, because there were some good corners, Kyler Gordon was pretty good though. He is now a slot corner for the bears. But regardless, if the chiefs draft Kyler Elam instead, they don't make the super bowl. Kyair Elam goes two picks later. The Buffalo bills, great process pick by the Buffalo bills. May not work out. Kyrie Elam has struggled so far in camp this year. He wasn't great as a rookie, but there is still a lot of the hope and it's not a bad idea to draft corners in the twenties in the early second round in the late second round. That's when you draft a corner bills. Typically they didn't this year, but typically the bills are really good at drafting positions when you are supposed to draft them the year before they took edge rusher tackle edge rusher then in the fifth round they took another tackle great picks by the buffalo bills would have been okay if they took tyler smith in hindsight but the bill's offensive line looked good heading into the year we didn't think that roger saffold was dust we thought spencer brown the right tackle would take a step forward so i don't blame them correct pick just might not work out or hasn't so far and that pick doesn't win the chiefs the super bowl selecting trent mcduffie helps the chiefs win a super bowl Packers selecting Quay Walker helps them miss the playoffs. We all remember the penalty where he shoves the, was it the ref or the, no, he shoved the EMT, the medical professional checking on a Lions player, gets kicked out of the game. Now, I will not say this was a mistake because Quay Walker shoved someone. I think Quay Walker is a good player. He is an athlete. He will ascend. He seems to have learned from this and being embarrassed on a national stage, you're going to learn from it. So I think he's learned from it happy to hear that. But drafting linebackers in round one, it's not a good decision. Drafting Tyler Smith, the Cowboys offensive lineman, would have been even better. Tyler Linderbaum to the Ravens, even better. Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher to the Jets, all better picks than the Green Bay Packers taking an off-ball linebacker in round one. It's just the position. You take linebackers not on day one. Lions didn't learn that. Everyone else seems to have learned that. Jaguars didn't learn it. They took Devin Lloyd, which again, was a mistake. Cole Strange was on the board, who actually ended up being pretty good and would have started for the Jaguars. George Karloftis was on the board. If they draft two edge rushers and still had Josh Allen, who look out, Jacksonville Jaguars. Christian Watson, the Jaguars, could have drafted, and then they wouldn't have had a trade for Calvin Ridley. And then the Packers, again, at 28, Devontae Wyatt, Didn't work out early, but great process pick taking a Georgia defensive tackle. A guy who started over Jalen Carter at times. I get it. I'm not going to take shots at the Packers for that, but it was this run here. Tyler Smith to the Cowboys. Just perfect pick Slater to start at left guard. Tyron Smith gets injured. So he has to kick out to left tackle. Tyron Smith comes back. Jason Peters fills in as well. He plays some left tackle. It was a whole bunch of movement for Tyler Smith as a rookie, and he just knocked it out of the park for the Cowboys. Tyler Linderbaum, day one starter for the Baltimore Ravens, is one of the better centers in the league already. Jermaine Johnson to the Jets, just another edge rusher rushing force. Jets are really excited about him this year. As I mentioned, Cole Strange, it was laughed at at the time, but Cole Strange looks like a great pick now. Now it's not actually a great pick because picks are about value. Could have got Cole Strange in the second round instead. But the player taking Cole Strange at 29, it looks like just as who you got there looks like a good decision. Even if it was a reach in terms of value where he was going to go. Cole Strange, he's a first-round caliber player. So is George Karloftis. Again, Kansas City Chiefs don't win a Super Bowl without George Karloftis. This draft for the Kansas City Chiefs, they knocked it out of the park. Not as good as the Giants draft, getting a cave on Thibodeau and Evan Neal, but they didn't have the top-end picks that the Giants had. Chiefs do not win the Super Bowl if they don't draft George Karlof, Kar, George Carloftis, and if they don't draft Trent McDuffie. Great job by the Kansas City Chiefs. Bengals draft Dax Hill. He did not contribute as a rookie, but... Great pick because Dax Hill, he is going to be the starter this year. They knew Jesse Bates was going to walk. They franchise tagged him knowing that he would not return if he had to play on a franchise tag. And they knew they weren't going to sign him long-term. And they also knew that there was a ch- chance that their other safety was going to leave. Von Bell ended up signing with the Carolina Panthers. So Bengals draft a future replacement. Vikings try to do the same thing with Lewis Seen from Clemson, the safety. Injury ruined his first season, but we'll see. That could end up being a great pick. We just don't know at this point. But just imagine if Christian Watson and Justin Jefferson were lining up across from each other instead of Who? Absolute goosebumps. Or the Vikings could have taken Cam Jurgens and fixed their interior offensive line issues that they have had year after year after year. But still, just imagine Christian Watson and Justin Je- Christian Watson, who has more upside than Justin Jefferson. If you read Twitter, who that was a take? People people say player profiler is clickbaity. I disagree. We just tweet things that have actually been said by player profiler. People just disagree. Then we'll see what happens this year. Never know about value though on reaches. Who's to say someone wouldn't have pulled a Lions on Strange and draft? This is very true. This is the risk that you run and. In hindsight, worthy of the 29th overall pick. I'm Batman. I'm probably gonna get copyright strike. That was too good of an impression. Yes, had the Batman shirt on. And happy to have the mad scientist, FF mad scientist. Always better when Aaron St. Dennis can tune into the show live. Unfortunately, though, not everything is good, not everything is better. The New Orleans Saints had by far the worst draft. They took a luxury player in Chris Olave. Chris Olave again, absolutely deserves to be drafted 11th overall. But the Saints are not a wide receiver away team. The Saints are a team that needs to rebuild the whole roster. The defense has high-end talent and then no defensive line anymore because they all left in free agency. Cam Jordan and just a bunch of rotational pieces. The Saints drafting Trevor Penning, trading up for Trevor Penning, who, again, at the time, this was a bad pick because the Saints weren't a left tackle away. They were not. They weren't, oh, well, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton? Well, we oh, could, we, we could make the playoffs as long as we get our left tackle. And it's even worse because Trevor Penning didn't end up playing for the New Orleans Saints. He played like 20 snaps because he got hurt early in the season. And then, then when he returned, He was always going to be a project and projects often don't start in year one, which is why James Hurst started at left tackle. James Hurst is not a starting caliber left tackle in the NFL, but it's what the saints had to work with because the saints year after year after year refused to accept who they are and the saints who they are is a team that needs to blow it all up, rebuild completely and start from scratch. And that is why the Saints, with all these great picks, with potentially one of the greatest non-offensive skill position, and even the wide receiver class, the wide receiver class looks like it is going to be one of the best of all time, or at least in recent memory. But despite all these picks that I listed, despite all of these phenomenal players, the Saints, they messed it up.